Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so honored to have this wonderful woman on today. Let me tell you a little bit about Christina. She is a daughter of God, wife, a mother, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a podcast host at Faith Breathed Hope Podcast, Grief and Emotions Coach, author, speaker, summit host, and photographer. She said multi-talented. And she and her husband have six children. I just said that. Six children. You heard me right. One of which was called to take her place alongside Jesus in 2016. The youngest daughter was diagnosed with triosomy 18, which is considered incompatible with life and passed away shortly after her first birthday. Christina's belief that her daughter's life and death had purpose is what compels her to be a better human being and serve other women through their own adversity. She helps others through the grieving process by placing their faith in God to regain identity and purpose in their lives and to share their stories as they renew hope. Currently, Christina is encouraging women in their personal kingdom walk through her virtual kingdom woman conference series, which is amazing. She believes that community and fellowship uh, encourage faith, trust, obedience, discipleship, and perseverance. And this is the quote she has in her bio. I remain confident of this, not quote verse. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that is Psalm 27, verse 13. Thank you so much for being here, Christina. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. I am too. And um, I I know your story because we've talked about uh, a handful of times at this, at this point of our relationship. And I'm still, every time I, I have to control myself because, uh, you know, the loss of a child, uh, the grief, and, and I don't know this as a mother, but I know it as a sister and what I've watched my mom walk through because my, my older sister, um, died at the age of 13 of cancer. And so walking alongside and, you know, watching the grief that my mom still, still will deal with. And that has been, well, I was 10 and I'm 47. So, um, it's just an, it's a remarkable thing to have the courage to be so fearless, I guess, in your pursuit of taking such an incredibly a deep, deep source of pain and sorrow and turning it into something that absolutely brings comfort and peace to other women. So I guess, I guess that's a great place to start. I'd love to hear a little bit more outside of your bio that you wanted to share with anybody that's listening. Sure, sure. So first of all, thank you, but I, I can't take any of the credit. I mean, I would be a heap of mess if uh, it wasn't for my faith and and just the peace that God has given me over the last few years, because honestly, the first couple of years after Isabella passed away, I was not in a good place. But 
Um, I will, I will start with that actually. So she did have trisomy 18 and she lived for five and a half months and uh, I'm sorry, she lived for 10 and a half months, five and a half months of that was in the NICU. And then we were able to bring her home for five months before she passed away. And I've spent the last four plus years just really trying to figure out who I am again. Um, we do have other children, <laughs> so it was not an option to just kind of stay in the bed all the time and not do anything. Uh, they are young. Three of them are very young and they're very demanding. So it's not uh, something that was a choice for me to just, you know, lay down and not do anything. But uh, I have met a lot of women and uh, on, on this walk, on this journey that have lost and have a really, really tough time walking forward. And when Isabella first passed away, one of the things that uh, was said to me was that maybe you're supposed to help other moms. And mm -hmm. I did not want to. I was not excited about that. And uh, I actually, you know, refused that statement in the beginning. So, no, I don't I don't want to help anybody else. Um, not that not that I don't love people and I'm not compassionate. I am, but not at this cost. This is right. such a high cost, you know, and um here I am, you know, after a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, constant surrender, <laughs> you know, it is, it is a grief is uh, something that goes up and down, you know, and even if we are in a space to where we can help other people, um, we still deal with it ourselves. I mean, I, you know, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I still grieve, you know, it, it, it comes and goes. And there are still moments where I can fall on my knees and say, God, I just, I just miss her. So that is completely normal and everybody grieves differently. So right now, uh, where we are in, is, is me trying to figure out business-wise what God wants for me. You know, I said, I don't know if I have a, a Christian business or I'm just a Christian with a business. And so it kind of took a little turn this year. And we are, like you said, doing the Kingdom Women Summit. And uh, we are on our second one coming up and just kind of praying through it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. The, the thing that's, there, there is no rule book for grief and it's different for everybody. And like I said, I, you know, haven't experienced the loss of, of a child and I pray to God that I don't while I'm on this earth, uh, but I, but it, you know, it was my sister and it, it wasn't that, it wasn't that long ago. It was probably within the last year that I was driving and I, it, it came over me like a tidal wave, you know, and I was only 10 years old. So grief is just this really weird thing that doesn't, I don't think it ever actually leaves you. I think it like opens and closes like this weird, uncontrollable thing. And, you know, God gave us emotions for a reason. So there, there, there must be something in that pain, um, that he teaches us uh, for sure. Surrender. I mean, for sure. Surrender because, you know, what, what do we do with that emotion and so many other things. And so it's a beautiful thing. Your, um, your, I guess, authentic sharing of your story. I, and just, I, I also think just speaking about it. I know so many people that don't talk about things and the minute they just said it out loud, even if it was because they just burst open, you know what I mean? They weren't trying to talk it out, but they just burst open from just the emotion welling up, whatever it was. And just speaking something out loud, it almost takes some of its power over you away in this incredibly beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. I think that people, um, once that barrier is broken, it almost gives you that permission to continue to talk about it. And I would tell you from my own experience, 
even a month um, away from her passing, I felt like a burden to people. I felt like I had, I had this uh, need to talk about it and nobody wanted to hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's, that's just crazy. That's just ludicrous. There's no reason why I should feel guilty about talking about my child who I loved, who was no longer with me. And um, that's, that's definitely one of the reasons why I started my own podcast, because I wanted people to share their stories of going through uh, grief and adversity and loss and, and how they can find hope because there's so many people out there that don't believe they're ever going to have any hope again. They just are in this paralyzed state from their circumstances and they don't see any way out of it. And it's, it's so terribly sad. And, and that's one of the things that I want to do is I want to help people know that they're not alone listen to other people's stories. I can't share everybody's, I mean, my story will hit home with some people, but it's not going to hit home with everybody. And so I love for other people to share their stories of what they've gone through because there's somebody out there who needs to hear that. A hundred percent. And I, I'm so, I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. And I know it's impacting way beyond what you even are aware of. I know that. I know that there there are probably women, many, and and men even as well. There are people that have listened to your podcast and heard some of these stories and it's impacted their life. They didn't, they didn't send you a message. You don't know them, but but you're doing that. And you know, I don't I don't know what's more kingdom than that, really, is just taking taking your, you know, your your deepest wound and saying, Okay, God, have your way with it. And how can how can this deep wound help somebody else to maybe just feel like they're not crazy. That that's really, mm-hmm. I think a, a big part of it. Like there's nothing actually wrong with you for feeling the way that you're mm-hmm. feeling, whatever that is. And so it's just a, it's just a really, I mean, it's such a, it's such a sad topic, but it's literally like parallels with this incredible hope at the exact same time. I, I know that's such a contradiction, but I know you experience that every time you're talking to people, right? Yes. So um, definitely. The thing is, is that there are so many people out there that they have these weird thoughts, these strange thoughts. Like you said, I'm not crazy. And, um, you know, I'll I'll be the first one to say when when Isabella first uh, passed away, I wanted to bring her home and, and put her in the nursery, which makes no logical sense. You know, I had a a friend who lost her husband. She said she wanted to crawl in the coffin with him. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many thoughts that we have that we feel shamed for having. You know, we feel like we don't know where those thoughts are coming from and we must be insane. And if anybody ever found out that we were having those thoughts, that they would, you know, just scorn us and, and just think that we were terrible. And, um, you know, I feel like when people share their stories and it's different if you act out on, you know, I wasn't going to really bring her home, you know, but, um, there are a lot of things that people struggle with and they think, well, if anybody else knows that I'm struggling, then, um, you know, they won't want to be my friend. They won't want to be around me. It's going to go from this area of, oh, I feel sorry for her and I need support or she needs support to, oh my goodness, she needs to be seeing somebody because she's not, (laughs) you know, and so some people don't want to share that, but when they hear other people tell their stories, you know, they're like, oh, you know what, maybe I didn't, I didn't follow through with the thought, but I had the thought and it's okay to have that thought because it's it's something that happens. I, I think that as Christians, and of course this is, I'm generalizing. So, you know, don't take offense if you're not like this, if somebody that's listening, but I think as Christians, 
we don't do hard very well. Honestly, like as a community of Christians, of course, people that have gone through hard things, they're much better at doing hard, but as a supportive community for the people that are in the muck of the muck, like, I feel like we, we, we don't know how to do it. And you're right because people in other, for the people that aren't walking through whatever the, whatever the situation is, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it is financial trouble, marital trouble, whatever it is, when you're in the muck of it, I feel like for the people that are supporting you, I say that very kind of loosely (laughs) in their mind, there's a time limit to how long you should be in that space. And if it goes Mm -hmm. past that invisible time limit that they've set in their mind, they don't know what to do with you. (laughs) And they just kind of fall away. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you know, I would say that you probably don't understand the situation. You know, what is it? Walk a mile in my shoes type of yes. a thing. But and even if you have walked in somebody's shoes, it may not be the you know the same thing because it, there's so many different kinds of child loss. Even I mean, there's miscarriage, there's stillbirth, there's you know infant loss, and and you know young child loss, and um, older child, and there's murder, and there's suicide, and there's you name it. And so, um, you know, you can have some of a similar situation, which we can empathize with, you know, that, that mom who has lost a child feels like they're, you know, um, unfortunately in a club, I guess, where, you know, we're all kind of bonded in this weird kind of weird way, (laughs) but, um, you know, it is, that is something that's really hard to grasp when you haven't actually walked in that situation. So you can try to feel sorry for somebody and you can try to help them through it. Um, But it's kind of like reading a textbook. You have all the information, you know, all, you know, the the strategy, but you really can't relate to it in your heart. And so I think that there's something to be said for people who bond in that way. Um, But uh, (laughs) You know, I, I, everybody, you know, deals with things differently at a different time. And um, when somebody, you know, expects you to move faster or slower, um, it's not their situation. I mean, that's just all there is to it. It's your situation. You go through it the way that you need to deal with it. But I will say that you need to feel the emotions. You know, there's a lot of things that we do to um, mask emotions, you know, to, to try to cope, but it's really just kind of like putting a bandaid on things. You do have to go through things. And as far as the church is concerned, um, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. There's, um, maybe some misconceptions over how you're supposed to be like, you know, we have to have it all together. We go and we get dressed up and we look a certain way and we present ourselves a certain way. But like many, many pastors would tell you, church is not just for Sunday. You know, it's the way that you act throughout the entire week. It's your relationship with the Lord. It is not about putting on airs on Sunday during a couple hours of service. Yeah. So being able to be raw. Yeah. (laughs) You know, being able to be raw is just, um, it's very important. It's very important for you to heal. And it's also important for other people to know that it's okay to be uh, vulnerable as well. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about what you're doing is that you're, when you, when you lead in anything, when you are authentic and real, when you share your story from a, just from a really truthful place. First of all, people recognize that it's truth. I, I feel like you're, the Holy Spirit always recognizes truth. But but really, really importantly, 
what you're doing is you're actually leading people and showing them, giving them the example of being honest and authentic and real. And it gives them permission to do the same. I like to say that your truth, we've always heard the saying, truth, truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And that is true. That's hundred percent true, but there's another component to it. Your truth sets other people free because you've basically given them permission to be all themselves honest and authentic. And that is a gift that is such a remarkable thing to pass on to other people. And that's what you're doing. So it's so beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, I want to add this too. If, if you are able to be truthful and share your truth, then it also gives you that space where you can start to break through, you know, because you're being real and you're being honest, not just with everybody else, but you're being real and honest with yourself. So you can take a step back and you can say, okay, well, I am having to deal with this. I don't have to put the makeup on over it. You know, I can actually look at it and see it for what it is and try to fix it from the the inside. And, you know, so that it is is able to be actual healing rather than, again, just putting that Band-Aid on top of everything and just pretending that everything is okay. You can do that, but you can only do it for so long. Because something is going to continuously build up in there and pretty soon there's going to be some type of an explosion. It's like putting too much into a jar. Eventually there's no more space. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people can relate to that, whether it's just in general, that's a generalized statement about emotion and not dealing with things that need to be dealt with. And in my personal walk with the, the Lord, with all the stuff that I've gone through and all the crap that, you know, has happened, whether it's self-imposed or not. Um, what I've learned is what the Lord actually is calling us to is to, to literally walk right into it, not to walk around it, over it, you know, or under it, but we need to walk through it. And it is, it is him. It is his strength, his love, his words, his comfort that will actually take us through it. And so when you're doing all these other things to avoid it, and people do a number of things, right? They self-medicate, whether it's with substance or with, you know, just denial or, I mean, there's a, there's a million things that we do to not have to actually, they don't want to feel that feeling. Cause it seems, I think grief in particular, but any type of adversity when it seems like you won't like, it's so much that you can't take it. That's, I think the fear, like I'm not, I can't actually I won't be able to survive it. I won't be able to survive the pain. I won't be able to survive that whatever it is. And, you know, that's, that's where our faith comes in because that's where God will. I mean, he, it, it's miraculous when you, I'm sure that you look back now at, you know, some of these really, really the darkest moments in, in probably, you know, it's the disbelief, it's the denial, it's all those things in the immediate. And you, I'm sure you look back and say, and you already said it you know, it's the only reason that you made it through was that faith leaning on these words in this book that we read, you know, the things that you've memorized or just, I feel like the Holy spirit gives you little things, a word, a verse, a partial verse, and, and you hold on to them for dear life. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. And the verse that you read earlier, I have confidence that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living is the verse that I uh, tell everybody I share it with everyone is my go-to verse. It's the verse that has held me together because uh, it's promised. It's it's you know we know uh, heaven is perfect, but you know He has promised that we we're going to see goodness here. And and I think that a lot of the thing that I am learning more and more is as you know the more you get into Scripture, the closer you draw to, to the Lord, and um, the more peace and joy you have. 
and you you go through situations. The scripture, the Bible, it it never promised us that once we became a Christian that we weren't going to go through anything. In fact, it tells you flat out in there, you will have trials. Yeah. And so the, the key thing is to grow from these trials. Know that God's with you and he's going to get you through them to grow through them, feel the pain and come out of the other side and persevere. I mean, he tells us over and over, he wants us to persevere. So it's amazing. Um, well, so, okay. If somebody's listening, obviously they can, they can go and they can subscribe to your podcast and listen to just, I'm sure a multitude of really beautiful stories, but you do other things. You are, um, share with everybody, all the other things I won't do it. I'll let you do it. All the other things, all the other things. Okay. So, um, we are just actually opening up a journaling course, journaling for hope. Um, but right now this year, actually, I felt like I was called to really concentrate on the Kingdom Women Summit series, which is uh, four summits for Kingdom Women. Uh, we have our next one coming up in uh, April. You can go to kingdomwomen.net. Uh, we have another one in July, which will be workshops, and then in November. And then I also uh, create and host a Grace Symposium, which our third annual symposium will be October 1st and 2nd. Um, I have a website, ChristinaRicinger.com, and uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So ChristinaRicinger underscore Ruark, I think, on Instagram. So, Do you do individual coaching with people? I do. Probably I do has individual, to be individual, huh? Individual and group. I have a group um, that I'm opening up for women who have lost children. Mm. It's a six-week group, yeah. And don't worry if you didn't get all that. We'll have all the information in the sh- in the show notes for you. Um, I have a question for you. Is your grief symposium going to be live? Um, well, we haven't really decided. Usually it is a combination of live and pre-recorded. It's live streamed. Um, but this year we're going to do something a little bit different. I do interviews for that particular event. But this year we're going to add workshops, which I'm really excited about. So that when, when in the past we've had like art therapists come in. Um, and people who talk about journaling this time, we're going to have them take you through a workshop so that you can learn how to do that. Because I'm starting to think about, you know, you can tell people who are grieving all kinds of things and they're not going to move on it. So I thought, well, maybe if we have a workshop where they're actually active and it, it might help people move. Oh, it is going to be in person. Uh, no, oh, it's virtual. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I wish. Eventually, we're going to create a. Um, eventually, we are going to create an in-person event, but no, not not yet. Maybe if everything's open next year, we'll aim for that. Yeah, it's so Sorry hard to plan. That. No, that's okay. Yeah. It's so hard to plan. I've had so many things that I wanted to plan this year, but Radiant Leadership was supposed to end with a live event, and I mean, I suppose I I, I suppose you could do smaller ones, but it's just it's really hard to plan because things are changing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hopefully we'll all be able to do some live events because that fellowship is really important, especially yes. uh, in, the, in the Christian community and women who uh, come together. You know, we just pray over each other and pray for each other and work together in fellowship. It's just a beautiful thing. I miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really miss it. Well, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, then in the show notes, all of Christina's information will be there. If you're watching this um, video, then right below the video is all of the information where you can just Im- immediately connect with her. And uh, I, you know, I w- just want to personally thank you for what you're doing. Um, for the moments that you feel like, why am I doing all this? No, just 
burn this onto your heart and soul. What you're doing matters and it matters so much. And I know the Lord is so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I think you actually went out for just a second, but I really appreciate that. I think that, uh, like I said, like it says, the Lord leads your steps, right? You can make plans, but he's going to be the one that leads your steps. So just following him. <laughs> and you're doing an incredibly beautiful job of that and helping so many people. So thank you. We're just praying for massive success with your summits this year and um, you all of all of the things that you're doing that you'll just have incredible abundance and prosperity. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate you having me here. What a beautiful example of just hope and faith and perseverance Christina is. Just love her. And she has had great success with her summits this year. She's already had a couple of them. And I think she has a couple more. So make sure you reach out to her if you're interested in being part of those or attending those. And if you feel like you would love to be a part of the Girl Power Alliance podcast, we would love to have you as one of our guests. We'd love to share your story put a spotlight on you and a megaphone to your voice. So head over to girlpoweralliance.com. At the top of the page, all you have to do is click collab with us and begin the process. And you may or may not know this, but we have been praying for you. We have been praying you in and we are excited to welcome you with open arms. And that goes the same for any of our new members. We have been praying you in and you can test drive everything that Girl Power Alliance has to offer inside the membership for just $1.99. Um, by participating in our $1.99 30-day trial. You can do that by heading over to girlpoweralliance.com. At the top of the page, click join us or become a member and you can begin the process. I'll tell you what, this whole community is really about you. It's not about me. It's not about the other girls, the other founders. It is literally about you. This is a community of women who want, who believe that collaboration is the only thing and that there is no such thing as competition. We keep God at the center of everything. We want to honor him with our business that we like to call marketplace ministry. And if that fits you head over to Facebook and join our free group. It's a private group. It's GPA and it is the ambitious Christian women's group. We've been waiting for you there too. participate. Join us, join the conversation girl power Alliance. It's where women grow.